You found all the hot goss in Halifax. <laughs> right here. And it includes how to start your car even if your key fob is frozen. Also, the time that Foreman thought he found the most obnoxious dad in the HRM. We have soon-to-be celebrities on the show. We had everyone in Halifax telling me not to buy my treasure of a child a toy. Don't do it. <laughs> You're going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah. And can you teach an adult man how to kiss? Ooh. So should you bother? <laughs> Connecting Halifax with laughs. Uh, well, we hope. We think those are laughs. Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. You ever found yourself in this situation? The situation uh, my wife Ashley was in last night. Uh, our daughter swims at Dowplex three times a week. Mm-hmm. We're not going to sit there for that. That's a lot of hours. That is a lot of hours. For practices. They're mm-hmm. not like competitions or anything. Not performances. No. So uh, Ashley's turn was there uh, last night. Goes for a walk around town. It was kind of cold, but not that cold out. By the time she got back to the car, the key fob was frozen. <gasps> so the battery didn't work. So she couldn't unlock the car. Oh, Good thing our vehicle happens to have a physical key that slides out of the back of the fob. Okay. So you can open the door, but when you do, the alarm goes off. Oh, of course it does. And Someone's it's a, breaking in. Exactly. And it's a push button start. So there's nowhere to put that physical key in to turn the car on so that you can turn the alarm off. Oh, no. So Ashley sits there in the driver's seat, fumbling around, trying to warm up the key between her hands, looking like she's probably playing with the wires underneath the steering wheel to steal the car. And you know what? Even if people didn't think she was stealing it, they probably were like, turn your car alarm off, you jerk. Yeah. Right? She would love to. Oh, no, poor Ashley. You may have witnessed it last night. (laughs) But apparently, and thank you for, there's a few texts here as well, and Mike, thank you for calling. There's a workaround to this. Uh, there's usually a sequence where you or a place you can put your key. If you look up in your manual, you can put your key in your cup holder, and it will allow you to start the car while the key's in it, and it'll take the alarm off. But there's nowhere to use the physical key to start the car. Yeah, it, it's okay. Once you put the key in one of your cup holders, you got to read which one. Usually it's the first one, or it's up in, there's a, usually a little compartment in front of those cup holders. It will read the fact that the key is there. Sometimes, some vehicles even charge that battery. Wow. Whoa. This sounds fancy. Are you sure? I don't know if Foreman has that uh-huh. fancy of a car. Google it. I don't. <laughs> I know it's not fancy enough to charge it. Each car has a different sequence, but if your battery goes dead, you still have to have a way to start your car. So if you throw it in a certain spot in your car, your car will read that key fob and allow you to start the car and the alarm goes off. <laughs> the more you know. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. You guys have yourself a good day. You too. Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? It's Andrew. Andrew! It's a call from Andy. But he calls himself Andrew. Uh, Our last vehicle was a push-button start. And I was about seven miles back in the woods during hunting season. Hunting all day, walking all day, tired. I just wanted to go home. Got in the car, and the first thing that comes up on the dash is no key in vehicle. Mm. 
I'm thinking there's no way in hell roadside assistance is going to find me back here. No. So I had to look it up online, and I actually found it on a Dodge website. If you hold the key fob at or against the button for something like 30 seconds, the car will register and allow you to start the car. Wow. So I didn't know that either. Now, I, I don't know if that's for all of them, but, you know, I had to look it up, and, you know, that's, it worked for me. We had a Dodge journey, right? Mm, yeah, we have one, and we're trying to make that past tense as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, somebody tell the salespeople at the dealerships, you have to tell people this information before they buy the vehicle. Oh, that should have been the red flag for me, because one of the quote-unquote sales features that the salesman was trying to push to us is, well, it's impossible to lock the vehicle or the keys in the vehicle. Uh-huh. I said, what do you mean? He said, as long as the key fob is in the car, the doors won't lock. Right there in front of the dealership, he sits there, he throws them on the driver's seat, locks the door and closes it, and the door wouldn't open. (laughs) The phrase that's used most often in successful relationships. What do you think that might be? I'm sorry. Wrong. Whatever you want. Wrong. Um, oh, let's let's talk about our feelings. Oh. <laughs> Wrong. Communication. Wrong. Uh, well, I mean, yes, it is communication because it's a phrase that's used between partners. Okay, and if we've learned anything from our dating expert who we have every Wednesday at 8, 10 in the morning for Dear Geneva, Geneva Dickey from Book of Love Canada, it's that communication is the most important thing. Yes, most things can resol- be resolved with a conversation. Ugh, but this isn't that. <laughs> nope. What is this? This is a couple of psychologists. Uh, they're doctors. They've been married for more than 35 years, but they've spent their career studying relationship stability, studying more than 40,000 partner, and they say one... Whoa, 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 whoa. Before you tell us, they're married to each other? They are. So they study... They were like, our relationship is so great. Let's figure out why, what great things we're doing that other people aren't. Or their relationship is nothing but conversations about their feelings because <laughs> they're psychologists. This just so, feels a little self-involved on their part, but... Well, let's study 40,000 other couples... <laughs> See if we can improve ourselves. But at least now they're passing the savings on to you. Yes. Yes. One thing all couples have in common is that they want to be appreciated. So the number one phrase used by those in successful relationships is... Thank you. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. You think so? I love it when I'm thanked for just even like mundane chores, you know, it, when you're not, you feel taken for granted. I feel weird about saying thank you for a mundane chore, though, because you're not like it's not like Ashley's doing it for me. No, but somebody had to do it. So thank you for carrying the load. I guess I could do that more often. You probably should. <laughs> I should. Then well. she'll be more than just content. <laughs> Quite content. Oh, yes. <laughs> Listen to our podcast to catch up on that one. Kate, you and your fiancé do say thank you quite often. Yes, so we say thank you all the time, so I do agree with what the psychologists are saying. But on top of it, we also, um, we one-up it. We say, I appreciate you instead of thank you sometimes. So uh, if he'll do something to help me or if I do something to help him, we just turn and we go, I appreciate you. And usually, that's a daily thing. Like, that's an honest, I appreciate you, and not uh, an ironic, I appreciate you. 100%. 100%. You're lying. <laughs> 
I am not. <laughs> you do not daily say I appreciate you. We do. No one it's very does. Very important for us. What planet are you guys from? <laughs> the happiest one on Earth ever, <laughs> apparently. You know what? It's the weirdest thing. We we met online, and when we met, we felt like we knew each other in a past life. We just were meant to be, and I don't know. We just found each other, and like we we honestly just appreciate one each other, like each other so much. How long have you been together? Two years on December, and we're getting married in June. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Yeah, give it, give it, give it like seven more years, <laughs> eight more years, and, and we'll talk again. <laughs> no, if you're already saying I appreciate you on a daily basis. If that's honest, which I still don't think it is. I do. I believe that. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's very, very nice. I really, and I genuinely wish you can continue that if it's true, which it isn't. But if you could start that, then that would be really great. I love obviously. it. We should all be doing it. But some of us are human. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and some of us don't appreciate each other. We just resent each other in a loving way, in a healthy way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't mean any disrespect, Kate. I really, really don't. No. I know. But I feel like if I had a uh, like a couple's games night with you and your fiance and you were constantly saying how much you appreciated each other, I might talk about you on the drive home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, we're making it seem like I say it for every little thing. You don't say it for every little thing. <laughs> no, they just, they have a thing that they do where they look at each other and they say, I appreciate you. And then they smile and, yeah. then, and then they have a wonderful relationship, unlike some of us jaded <laughs> individuals. <laughs> Some of us are just trying to make ourselves feel better, okay? <laughs> and I love Ashley so much. I appreciate her. Yes, and yes. I would like to say thank you to her for everything she's done. Text 902-425-1035. What would you do if you've been bargaining with your child for a full week that if you behave, you'll get a toy? And then she pushes all your buttons and all the boundaries in between. What would you do with Melody and Foreman? What would you do with Melody and Foreman? What would you do with Melody and Foreman? I would say this is a little more nuanced than that description of it. So we've talked about... Are not all situations black and white? What? We talked about this earlier this week, how I feel like my three and a half year old Lily uses poop as a weapon. <laughs> like, not literally using it as a weapon, but no. she knows that if she says she has to poop, then she can get out of whatever it is she doesn't want to do, whether it's gymnastics or ballet or bedtime. Yeah. And she can do it as many times as she wants. I'll always let her try because I have to. The alternative is she's pooping in her pants. It's which, a good one. It's, like, it's a real good one. I have to go. She's got me. She's you know, got not let me, me go? Yeah. yeah. And I think. 60 to 70% of the time she does have to go when she say, says she does, but 30 to 40% of the time, Mm-mm. it's BS. And she knows. Yes, yes, exactly. And it started to get to the point during the night, especially, where she was using it as an excuse to get out of her bed and come get me like four or five times. And each time we'd be in the bathroom for like 10, 15 minutes and it never <sighs> resulted in a poop. So we made a deal this week that if she stayed in her room every single night this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, by Friday, we are going to the store and she's getting a toy. Wow. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, she killed it. Stayed in her room, had great bedtimes. It was amazing. Last night, it all went to hell. <laughs> Does that mean that I then have to today say, I'm sorry, Lily. You didn't make it the whole week. 
no toy? She knew the deal. Don't get up in the middle of the night, you get a toy. Do get up in the middle of the night, no toy. She did, so I say, no toy. Lindsay, thank you for calling. You agree with me because you've you've been there. You've done this. I, I'm stuck to my word with uh, my oldest because she said she wanted a Barbie treehouse, and I told her you like you have to sleep in your own bed because she had she was getting to it into a habit of like coming in and sleeping in between my husband and I. Mm. Nope, no, no, and shut that down. <laughs> we're like, no, you got to go sleep in your own bed and like go to bed by yourself. As a seven-year-old should, so she still doesn't have that treehouse. <laughs> she's seven, though. I feel like there's a huge... She's literally double Lily's age of what what she can understand. And I feel like, uh, you know, at seven years old, you know the days of the week. You know time. You know months. Like, you learn mm-hmm. that You learn that when you're six. I was a teacher. I taught it. And you know you're still not getting that Barbie house if you come <laughs> in this bed. But at three <laughs> and three and a half... You know, Lily on Monday says, is, is is it the weekend tomorrow? Like, she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand. Time Time means nothing. Someone's setting uh, herself up to give in after the show's <laughs> over. I think so, too. I just, why just, I was looking forward to this as much as she was, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. No problem. Have a good morning, guys. You too. You too. What do you think, Jennifer? Any improvement is improvement and that you need to reward small successes, even if if she did blow it on the last day. So what I suggest, go to Dollarama and get something cheap there. Give her a dollar a day so she gets a $4 toy. She's not going to notice the difference. And then when she has a good week, then Melody can go to Walmart and spend the 30 bucks she's crazy on a toy. <laughs> Which is exactly where I was planning to go and what I was planning to do. She specifically wants an Ariel toy, mm-hmm. like Ariel the Mermaid. Yeah. I don't know why. She's been talking about it all week. But, sure. But I, that, that's the part that I'm having the hard time with because she did so well on Monday when the first night that she did it, which was like one of the first nights that she's stayed in her room the whole night this entire year, mm-hmm. we got ice cream. Like I did get her a treat. But she's awesome already job. got a treat. Well, that first night, it's like, so here's this little, let's go get ice cream I'm so proud of you. Great job. And then I and then that's when the bargain started. I think she needs a reminder of how bad things are when she doesn't listen. But she's three, and if she's using it at bedtime because, you know, she doesn't want to be alone in her room and she wants to be with mommy, I can also understand that. Oh, mommy. I did go into my parents' bed until I was 11. Mommy. <laughs> okay, I have, a, I have a suggestion. Okay. She doesn't know that today's the day unless you told her. I did. So I did yesterday. <laughs> Mommy! I know, so I know. Why don't you try and tell her that if she goes to bed good tonight, then tomorrow you guys can do it. And then that way, you can just say, Mommy messed up. She forgot what day it was. That's what I was and thinking. And give her one more chance to reward herself. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, we would we would talk about last night, but you've done so well. So Mommy's going to give you one more night to try. Yes, 100%. Foreman, don't talk. There. Done. <laughs> just... Don't talk in general, Foreman. You're done. (laughs) (laughs) See you on Monday. We can't help that this is what's in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Melanie and Foreman. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending. Man, did social media ever jump to conclusions after Luke Bryan's introduction of Dustin Lynch at a concert in Mexico? No one has drank more liquor 
No one has vomited more. No one has taken more drugs. No one has taken more IVs. No one has passed more STD tests in this next generation. He's got a clean bill. He does not have diseases. Give it up for Dustin <laughs> I can, I can sort of see that type of humor to an extent. But even then, if I'm Justin Lynch waiting at the side of the stage to go on and perform for thousands, I'm like, man, come on. Like, well, take about 20% off there, bud. Once he gets to the STD tests and things like that, you're like, um, bud, all right. <laughs> That's a little up. much for a best friend, Ooh, even. On the original fan post of the incident, which we have shared on hotcountry1035.ca, some people said, well, they're obviously good friends who tease each other. But yeah. most people did not. There were so many people on that post piling on Luke Bryan, saying that he's just mad that he's not the top dog in country anymore, calling his music corny, accusing him of having a clear drinking problem and always being drunk when he performs. And to be fair, he might have had a little too much for that introduction. It was at his Crash My Playa concert, which they do every year in Mexico. Mm -hmm. That's what he's there for, once a year. And what do you do in Mexico? Exactly. You drink. What are you going to do in Mexico when you fly? Well, probably not some. Maybe transact. <laughs> Needless to say, he has kind of apologized. Justin Lynch is one of my dearest friends, and that night at Playa, my introduction of him was complete sarcasm. Those words that I used were so absurd, I figured everybody would take it as sarcasm. Obviously, some people didn't. He and I are all good. I apologize to anybody that doesn't understand my humor and sarcasm. So it's a little bit less of an I'm sorry and a little bit more of I'm sorry you can't take a joke. Sorry I made you feel that way. That's not an apology. <laughs> but Dustin still reposted it on his own Instagram stories writing, thanks for the call, love you bro, all good. So I he mean, has to. I, well, exactly. Meg, you figure, who cares? Yeah, no, exactly. Like there are a bunch of kids and adults having fun getting drunk listening to Luke Bryan so who cares mm -hmm. like yeah, yeah you don't feel like once he got to the whole STD <laughs> test thing that maybe that was like a little like hey bud you know everything you say in a very public platform is going to be even more public no I don't think it was too far it's, it's a joke and yeah. people need to learn to lighten up the world is too soft as it is so just loosen up and have fun I mean, I mean, I get uh, teasing your friends that way, for sure. I do it a mm -hmm. lot, and so do mine. Yeah. And I think you only do that to the people you love the most. Like, if you, if yeah. I didn't love you, I wouldn't bother to make fun of you. Yeah. Exactly. But You're right. Exactly. You, you do yeah. have a point, Melody, for like, well, you guys are public people, and yeah. it's pretty public. Like, it's not like he was just joking about it, and, you know, and someone caught it on video. They were in a bar joking together. It's yeah. like he's on stage saying this to a whole crowd of people. If I'm dusty. I'm probably standing on the side of the stage being like, dude! Just shut up and let me out down. already. And then I would get back at him and say say probably worse things about Luke Bryan, but in private. But he didn't. Exactly. And I've been to other concerts and I've heard far worse things from other artists. And nobody has said anything about that. So people are just, they have nothing better to do than whine and complain about everything in this world. Well, people, yeah. like I said, just loosen up and have fun. That's what your neighborhood Facebook page is for, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. Maybe you need to contact 
Nova Scotia's only matchmaker, Geneva Dickey from Book of Love Canada, and get some advice. Just like one of our listeners did to our show, Melody and Foreman in the Morning on Hot Country 103.5, and she's asking for our help, Geneva's help, and your help listening. How do you teach an adult man to kiss? It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date, and we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in, cause it's time for Dear Geneva now. Dear Geneva, I'm a single woman, and while I have kissed a lot of men, only a few were great kissers. You don't want to give up on a great guy because his kiss is only average. I gently tried to provide a bit of coaching with an ex, but it made him defensive. How do you teach a middle-aged man to kiss? Before I get into another relationship, a little advice in this area would be helpful. Also, would you approach it early on or after there's an established relationship? <laughs> These are, I know, all like, no. Good what, question. Why are you laughing? This well, is a really good question. Look, I've, I've dated someone who was a bad kisser, uh, and it was one of the downfalls of that relationship. It only lasted for a few months, and it was in grade eight. Well, <laughs> everyone's a bad so kisser. so at 14. Yeah, everyone's a yeah. bad kisser then, because you're just learning out a French kiss for the first time. That's so, all you do. Yeah, it's a school dance. Uh, no. Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You is playing. Sorry, this is in the 90s. And you're <laughs> sticking your tongue down Eric Stone's throat. First of all, it was Green Day, time of your life. <laughs> <laughs> but you are right. Exactly. But as an adult, I, you either tell him, but if he's going to get defensive about it, then just find, find out early on, I would say. And if he's really bad at it, then you find somebody else. No, when I was 18, I dated a guy who who was not a good kisser. He was like, a, <laughs> he just led with the tongue. It was tongue right away. And right. that's, a pro- I feel like, first of all, we needed to decide what is bad kissing. And I think that's bad kissing. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't just like you sticking your tongue out. Yeah, you just just don't like. You know, there's a time and place for that, but like, <laughs> it's not, it's not right away and every time, uh-huh. right? It's just come on. And so <laughs> I had to just sort of gently like tell him, and this is after I decided I did really like him and I wanted to continue things. Right. Like, you know what I love? I love when when we do this. I love when we do this. So I was letting him know what I really liked and showing him by demonstrating. And did he catch on? He did. Ah. And so for the duration of that two month long relationship. Two months? Yes, well I was Uh 18. We had great kisses. And then I I kissed him again like seven years later when we happened to see each other at a bar and he'd gone back to his old kissing ways. So I mean you can lead a horse to water but you can't teach him how to kiss ultimately. <laughs> Should you be j- attempting to teach bad kissers how to kiss Geneva? I think so. And honestly, I'm really excited that this is what the question was. Because so often I hear, especially in this situation, I shouldn't have to teach a man how to kiss me. Oh, come on. We have to teach a partner how to do everything with us. It's completely different than any past relationship. So, first of all, the woman who wrote in this question, amazing that this is your mindset. And Melody, dating coaching 101, positive reinforcement is key. Your ex probably got defensive because you're like, you're using too much tongue, I don't like this. Whereas Melody is like, yeah, like I like this, I like this. So positive reinforcement will help against the defensiveness. Well, we got a text from, who's, this is Jake? From from Jake, from RJ. Take his on, take his on, take his on, take his on. 
<laughs> Jake says, we want Ashley's opinion on this. <laughs> Ashley's opinion is, if he's a bad kisser, move on to the next one. So that's Foreman saying we, that Foreman's a good kisser, and that's why his wife that's, not stuck that's, with him. But. That's her saying that. <laughs> Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? What's up, Scotty calling? <laughs> Scotty! Scotty! It's Scotty! He's got a rockin' little buddy And a good kisser too, I bet <laughs> Oh, yes, absolutely Yeah, I had to teach myself when I was younger, right? Because nobody knows how to do it So I just found that if you're pulling poppy seeds out of their back molars oh. Then chances are oh. it's a little too much Oh dear, oh dear I feel like it's like dancing though Like you just gotta like it's because every person's a little different, too, right? I can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch me dancing, that's why I never got kissed. Like, oh, no, that no. Dancing's when you firmly bolt your feet to the floor, right? And then just, like, wave your arms around? Is that's that what, what it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like you honk udders while your foot or feet are facing <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I feel like in spite of uh, the collective responses we've been getting, ultimately, you just got to tell someone what you want. Yeah, positive reinforcement, too. Don't be too critical. Positively reinforce the things that you do like. And if you really like him, he'll learn and he'll pick it up. And you guys will get used to each other. Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? Hey, kids, it's Rick. Rick! It's not all about finding a guy to kiss. And the best way to tell somebody can kiss is watch them eat certain foods. <laughs> oh. Seriously. Like, if they can't handle a taco, or if they can't eat spaghetti without getting that all over the place, you know they're going to be laughing up your face like a dog with a bowl of water. You know... Right? I will. I, the one thing I'll say about that is um, one of our, our. No, I think it was actually our first date when when Tom and I went for we went for a sushi, and he got like a little on his face, mm-hmm. and that's how I knew I liked him because it didn't gross me out. And normally ah. that would have been like, oh. but he was a great kisser, Rick. You wanted to move in and help him with that little bit of sushi on his face. Allow me to use my tongue. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Now you're talking. That's what I'm talking about. If they get a so upset with a little bit of spaghetti sauce, you know, on the end of their nose or up near their ear. They're not going to be any fun. Well, Kim has texted us, too, uh, about having a partner. Would I had a guy kiss me and my face was wetter than if I just got out of the shower. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Ew, David. Oh, no. Now we have you on the phone, Kim. Please elaborate. What can I say? Um, I was engulfed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think he could have been a really great kisser if he hadn't like tried to swallow my face while kissing me. But it was gross. You'd have to like wipe your whole face. (laughs) How many times did this happen? Uh, Let's just say it was maybe about a week long. Okay. Right. And at any point, or did you, because the thing is, if you did like him outside of his engulfing <laughs> I don't know how embrace, you could. Um, if you did like him outside of that, it would have been worth saying, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't love that. I'd love it if we started like this, or maybe if we could do it like that. But, but he, you kind of decided he wasn't worth the time. 
he really great guy. I think better off being just friends and mm. and all the best to whoever he happens to be with now. But yeah. <laughs> what I like about what you said is everyone has their preferred way to be kissed because I feel like exactly. the assumption here is that everyone you know that that some of us are great kissers and some of us are bad kissers. I think mm-hmm. I think just some people either assume that there there's something that someone likes or they've decided they like it and you kind of just have to just be honest about what you like and then figure out what works for the both of you. Right. That's exactly it because you know some people like the the short soft slow kisses and then others like the soft but longer hard pressing kisses and some people don't mind a little bit of tongue or a lot of tongue it just depends on yeah. you know your preference and how you react if it isn't <laughs> and where in the, the coitus uh spectrum are you mm-hmm. because that changes things too <laughs> <laughs> well if, and if you're a woman who prefers the dog slobber variety call us because we know a couple guys <laughs> My dogs don't even slobber me as much as I got slobbered. UK homeowner furious after delivery men leave sofa wedged in stairs. <laughs> Pivot! Pivot! <laughs> We're Melody Informant in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. That's one of many headlines of the news this week that we can't make up, but we can. Roundup, because our headlines like these. Actually, today, Chevron expected to report 2022 profits double to more than $37 billion. Okay. In yep. more good news, researchers create humanoid miniature robots that can shapeshift and turn into liquid. Why would we ha- watch Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> watch what Cylons become. Don't do it. In more good news, Dartmouth man charged in road raid in- incident here at Westfall Plaza <gasps> assaulting another driver with what's believed to be a tire iron. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Also, not surprised. <laughs> More good news, Halifax Regional Police recover lost police-issued firearm magazine containing ammunition. Okay. All, of, all of the ammunition? <laughs> Why did it get lost in the first place, it's problematic. guys? Problematic? Yes. Uh, Maine Town approves five-year-old's permit application to keep unicorn on family's property if she can find one. Oh, my gosh. Send her a unicorn, please. So good. On a related note, Chicken of the Sea Tuna offering $1 million to anyone who can find a real mermaid. What? (laughs) Challenge accepted. Okay. (laughs) New diner opens in Pawtucket, Rhode Island called Your Mom's. Hey, where you guys want to go? Your mom's. <laughs> where are you going tonight? Your mom's. Where are you going this weekend? Your mom's. Etc. Yes. On 100th birthday, woman says secret to long life is to avoid talking to strange men. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> we have more headlines in the news this week that we can't make up, but we can round up. Like Winnipeg woman sets off fireworks inside restaurant. Wow. Steals pizza. Wow. Carjacks taxi. Wow. She had a plan. Yeah. Miami man injured by falling iguanas during outdoor <laughs> yoga class. I, the, the plague meets like Gwyneth Paltrow's life. I don't know. <laughs> like... Adult woman posed as New Jersey high school student for four days before being caught. It's this Drew Barrymore never being kissed. <laughs> right, she was 29 and got passed off as a 15 year old for, for four days. A lot of Botox. <laughs> 
Florida woman rescued from storm drain for third time in two years. Um, maybe stop going in. <laughs> Just make better choices. You can't make these headlines up. All we can do is round them up and we have a couple more. Like study finds chimpanzees are more patient and less impulsive than human teenagers. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, and remember this headline from last week? Dallas Zoo closes down to look for missing clouded leopard. Oh, yes. Um. <laughs> Update. Zoo where leopard escaped, now investigating very sus- very suspicious vulture death. <gasps> oh, wonder how that happened. Oh. <laughs> You've had... Quite an adventure getting here today. It actually all started last night because, because as you know, I've had this cough that will never, ever, ever end mm-hmm. uh, to the point that I did have to call the IWK at about midnight oh. uh, to say, hey, every time I have these coughing fits, I'm getting uterine contractions. Should I be worried? Since your melody with child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, you know, they said it actually makes a lot of sense given what is happening with your body. And the nurse informed me that she had the same coughing thing that people are getting and it actually caused her to dislocate a rib. Oh my! Yeah, she was uh. bedridden from it, so I suppose yeah. it could be worse. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but it did mean that I was up all night because I couldn't sleep because I couldn't stop coughing. Yeah. Lily couldn't sleep either. Tom also is coughing now. We're just all, it's just a big old mess in the Rose household. I didn't get to sleep until after three. I got up at four. Four. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, I actually went back to bed and slept until 4.40 because I was like, nope, this is why I look like this today. And so then... You look great. Thanks. Wonderful. Thanks, for well, You look refreshed. I was about to call you babe. I was about to say, thanks, babe. Because <laughs> that was very much a nice husband thing to say. But anyway, not Work that husband. I would know. But... <laughs> <laughs> But I finally get to leave. I rush out of the house. I, you know, I stop at Tim Hortons. I already know I'm on like a, I've got to get gas. But I stop at Tim Hortons. I get my stuff. I decide, hey, I've got enough time. I'm going to go to the convenience store and get some hauls so I have them for this show because the IWK told me I can have them. And so when I get there, I open the door and I'm I'm bathed in light from the gas station. Mm -hmm. And I realize there I see uh, this little orange theory lanyard and I think uh crap why that's Tom's keys oh you have his keys with you in your car yes don't Mm. blame it on me he left his keys in my car (laughs) I knew everybody (laughs) listening knew that we all know yes so I figured hey I've got 30 minutes I can make it there and back. Oh, boy. Just on an almost empty tank. Aren't you at a gas station? Yes, but I didn't have time at that <laughs> point. I would have got gas, but at that right. point, I'm like, uh-oh, show's going to start in 30 minutes, and I got to get all the way back to Bedford and all the way back. Well, who's this? Hey, guys, it's Austin. Austin! This is Austin. What can we do? Why do you run lower than a quarter of a tank? <laughs> okay, again, I'm going to blame my husband on this one. <laughs> he used my car all weekend to do all the running around. And left it on empty. Yes. No. Yes. No. no. Which I only found out this morning. Shame. Yes. Shame. I know. Shame. And then Shame. left his keys in there for you to have to drive home and bring them back to him. I know. 
Oh. I married this man. <laughs> Holy. Uh, yeah, no, mine doesn't go below a quarter because yeah. it can also wear out the fuel pump, from what I'm told. Oh, I, I, like, as a rule, tend to not let it get that low because it just makes me so nervous. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean this in the best way possible, Austin. You seem like a guy who wouldn't let his tank get below a quarter. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that I mean? I am very cautious, okay? <laughs> it means something. It means something. Wouldn't we love you? We do love you. Are you, are you referring to my $200 cash in my wallet just in case the gas station doesn't have a debit machine? That, that was implied. <laughs> What do you see at a toboggan hill? Kids. Yes. Toboggans. Yes. Some GT racers. I saw one mom with a, a magic carpet. Like the really thin piece of plastic with the little handle holes that you oh. had in the in the nineties. Oh fun. Yeah. Those I are know. fast and dangerous. Yep. Well, yep. she was going fast. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. We had our Canadian tire sleds and all you know, there's some jumps and yeah. kids are you know, it was a wonderful day. Perfect, like two degrees perfect sunny. Day for it. Perfect day. And then uh, this dad comes up. The kids, totally normal. Had perfectly reasonable, regular sleds to go down the hill on. Uh-huh. Dad, head to toe, full body suit, fluorescent orange full body suit with the helmet and the reflective goggles and proper snowboarding boots and the real snowboard and everything like he's ready for a snowboard race at the little kid's toboggan hill. Um, maybe he's just a dad who likes to shred, and now that he has kids, that's the closest he gets. Take them to the ski hill. Teach your kids to snowboard with you, but they're just doing regular sledding. Yeah. And this guy's ready for an Olympic-level snowboard cross. Did he actually use the snowboard and go down? Like, did you watch him do? Yes, and it was the saddest snowboarding I've ever seen because the hill's not that big. Yeah. (laughs) And it goes really slow, and then you're just at the bottom of the hill, and you got to unlatch your boots and walk back up again. Why are you there? Let the man have his little hobby. His hobby should be sled with your kids. Have fun with them. Not all right. You guys go tobogganing. Dad's going to work on his shredding. Aw, I feel like as a parent who never, ever gets the time to do the things that they want to do, I feel like I could relate to that dad. Who's this? Good morning, it's Andrea. (gasps) Andrea! It's Andrea who had a farm. Oh, don't forget the pig that lived in the living room. And she is on the phone. What do you think, Andrea? Well, for starters, I just have to comment on my in- intro song. Uh, somebody at work stopped me the other day, and they said, are you Andrea on the farm <gasps> from Hot Country? No! Yeah! Oh, I turned about 15 shades of red and was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> what yes. gave it away? <laughs> so you guys are talking about the really jacked up snowboarding dad at the little... Flooding place. Yes. Yeah, what's he trying to prove? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but this weekend, and I decided to take our one and a half year old uh, so he could watch dad snowboard as Schemar talk. Yep. There's nothing for a one and a half year old to do as Schemar talk. We did watch a fun meltdown of about a two year old. Parents tried to teach him how to snowboard, oh, and he no. just 
melted completely. But there's see, always the people watching. This <laughs> is exactly why this father was at the Toboggan Hill with his kids because he knows, man, I just want to snowboard for the first time in 10 years and there's nothing for his kids to do at, at the other ski hills. Exactly. That poor dad. Well, he still didn't really get to snowboard very much. <laughs> Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? Uh, this is Deanna. Um, I personally uh, find it very disturbing that you would be so judgy <laughs> because you don't know what that person's background is. If exactly. that person showed up, they showed up. They were there. I don't care if they're uncle, brother, father. doesn't matter. They showed up. They yes. were there. And they obviously had pride in what they were wearing. So for you to judge them... Like, we have enough judgment in this world. That's the last thing someone needs. Well, I don't know what this show would be if it didn't Im- include Foreman judging someone. <laughs> but... Very true. Very true. But... <laughs> but good point. And not only did he show up, but he made sure he was extremely visible for his kids to see him in his fluorescent orange. Absolutely. He's showing them what that it doesn't matter what other people have to say about it. No. I, mean, I take my kid to the Toboggan Hill and I have my farm boots on with my cleats and my inflated coveralls. And thankfully, my kid and I could care less what anyone has to say. So the foreman's on the hill can just sit on it because we don't care. (laughs) The foreman's on the hill can just sit on it. Right. That's what she means. Well, Sit on an icicle for me. <laughs> That's what she's saying. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> it's all it's all in jest, of course. Absolutely, but I'm actually if it was if you had said it earlier, I'm pretty sure Austin would have called in too. <laughs> you're probably right. Yeah. Um, no, I, Austin, Austin's my son, so Wow, we need to hear from you far more yes, often now that we do. know that. Um, <laughs> Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? Hey, guys, it's Austin. <laughs> Austin! Austin! This is Austin. What can we do? His ears are burning. <laughs> yeah, my coworker that was in the car is like, hey, did they hang up on the Karen yet? <laughs> that's my mom <laughs> and wearing a bright orange snowsuit with tinted goggles to a kid's ski hill yeah guys like come on he's dressed he was warm probably warmer than you it wasn't that cold out <laughs> but adding in the snowboard yeah he can't focus on his kids that way like come on you can't toboggan with your children when you're uh, dressed like that, right? Right. Unless you're taking the kid on the snowboard with you, there's no point to bring it. He was not. He definitely oh, wow. was not. Well, someone had to agree with you, Foreman. Someone had to. Thank I think you. this is a pity agree, but... <laughs> no, I, definitely not. I think it's a spiteful agree, yeah. so that it's the opposite of his mom. mom. <laughs> can't help that this is what's in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Melanie and Foreman. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is tragically trending. Senators are using Taylor Swift lyrics to prove their point at the hearing on Ticketmaster's business practices after fans couldn't get tickets for her era's tour. Mm-hmm. And who even needs tickets when you have this? You can't have too much consolidation. Something that unfortunately for this country 
as a uh, ode to Taylor Swift, I will say, we know all too well. A lot of people seem to think that's somehow a solution. I think it's a, it's a nightmare dressed like a daydream. A few million Taylor Swift fans would respond, this is why we can't have nice things. But once again, she's cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. Ticketmaster Auto, look in the mirror and say, I'm the problem, it's me. They dug a little, I mean, they didn't need to dig that deep with some of those. Let's go, let's go back to December, where we all realize <laughs> Taylor and Ticketmaster have bad blood. Oh. We all knew they were trouble when they walked in. Oh. Why are they gotta be so mean? I mean, her fans, Taylor Swift fans are fearless. <laughs> Even if you're 15, you uh, hope Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster are never, ever getting back together. Oh, God, just make it stop. They should begin again. Come on, <laughs> the Live Nation Entertainment President and CFO Joe Birch told, be a better man. Uh, I bet you think about Taylor all the time, <laughs> even last Christmas. Are you done? <laughs> Those tickets were supposed to be ours. Uh, Those senators should have said no. Why didn't sparks fly? Which oh. senator will swoop in to fix this on their white horse? Oh, God. Don't leave us with teardrops on my guitar. Our song should be Today Was a Fairy Tale. Speaking of which, Tim McGraw. Now I know what you've been doing on that computer this whole show. The only thing weirder than Foreman saying all that is a 76-year-old politician pretending to be a Swifty. And listen, Taylor Swift would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. Please. <laughs> We keep upping our celebrity game here on <laughs> Melody and Foreman in the Morning on Hot Country 103.5. We do. We just had Madeline Merlot on. Yep. It's on our Melody and Foreman podcast. We just had Bjorn from Vikings. Mm, Alexander Ludwig. Yeah. He sings He sings country now, and he's on the Melody and Foreman podcast as well. Mm -hmm. And we have these guys who will soon be referred to as celebrities because... We do it every uh, every other month. Uh, we have Breakout Artists of the Month, a band that's up and coming. We really like. We want to give an extra push to. We want to play their song and get you introduced to them. And so we have Mike and Jeff here from the band The Prairie States joining us from you got you guys are in Edmonton right now. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's so early for you. I mean, you don't have very much many hours of sunlight as it is. So. <laughs> Listen, we only can talk about, we've both lived there. We know, we know exactly <laughs> yeah. what it's like. Actually, I love Edmonton. Edmonton's great. It's especially, you know, they're really starting to embrace being a winter city. So there's tons of festivals and things to do outdoors, trying not to uh, get too socked in and uh, go shack wacky. So they're trying to get people outside. And shack wacky. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that before. No, but I kind of like it. Uh, you're our breakout artist of the month. Mm. And your song mm. is really great. You, wh Who did you say it reminded you of? Oh, you know, as soon as it, as soon as soon we started listening to it, I said, oh, there, I, I hear Matthew Ramsey. I hear Old Dominion. It reminds me. Uh, awesome. There was, yeah, is that, was that kind of, are they an influence? Yeah, yeah, they're one of the biggest acts in the country. They are definitely an influence there. <laughs> and the fact that they don't take themselves too seriously, yes. they're, they're pretty light. And I think, like, I, I have a beard, so I, I take a lot of influence <laughs> from Matt Ramsey. Yes. So, 
<laughs> well, that's a compliment coming from me because he is one of my ultimate crushes. Mm. So, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you guys are, I mean, you can hear that influence, but you guys are a completely unique sound on your own. You're putting a fresh touch on a classic design, so says your paragraph. Matt <laughs> <laughs> well, and I started working together in writing songs, and then uh, we put together a cover band to kind of get some on-stage experience build that chemistry together. And then when we were ready, we found Mike, and Prairie States was born. It's funny because uh, it also says that you, you wow crowds with your undeniable live show. We have yet to see that here, us in person. Yet. How, what's it like to be at a Prairie States show? We're kind of biased. We think it's a blast. <laughs> but um, we kind of pride ourselves on being uh, live musicians and, and trying to put on the best possible show you know that you can get. And so, yeah, we're, we're trying not to do the... the our music exactly like you hear it on the records. We're trying to spice it up, and we're bringing everything that you see on stage is what you're hearing. And you know, we definitely try and try and give the crowd what they want and what they deserve. You know, everybody's been kind of cooped up over the last couple of years, and and everybody's in need of uh, some real fun live music. So uh, that's what we try and bring. Oh, are we ever? So in terms of being out on the road, are you guys maybe going to come? this way oh yeah wait we can't wait yeah we're it's it's all in the plan um it's just a matter of of making it happen so we we definitely want to be over on that side of the country as quick as possible have you ever been out east we did we we actually came to your station once on uh got to be about two years ago now this is before our time yeah we weren't here we were here it's (laughs) not that we're that uh, we're that full of ourselves that we forgot it's we we, you know since we have rubbed shoulders with so many celebrities that was was definitely before you guys Melanie's been too busy with Matthew Ramsey so sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah we loved it out there like I mean I I hope it's a compliment but it felt like I kept saying it felt like being in Vancouver and uh, Saskatoon at the same time. Like oh. it had this really great smaller city feel that you get when you're in Saskatoon, but it had all the amenities and the, and the view of, of Vancouver. We, yeah, I just loved it up there. They they call you know Saskatoon is the Paris of the prairies, and they call Halifax <laughs> the Saskatoon of the ocean. So yes, they do. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that gets us really excited. I mean, uh, I love that you put such an emphasis on the live show. So to be able to see that here would be, I mean, obviously amazing. We're really happy to be able to play uh, Waiting on You, which is the new song that everybody needs to listen to, mm-hmm. uh, and buy it, stream it at, le- at the very least, you know, give the Prairie States a little bit of your money because they did a lot of work and it's really great. They've won a lot of awards, seven um, Alberta Country Music Association awards. So... These are good guys. They're worth your time. I don't think you need to sell it for them, and I think the song sells itself. I just believe in it. <laughs> Waiting on heaven to make the first move. Waiting on a land to fill a heart tattoo. Waiting on the waiting to finally come through. Baby, you've been waiting on me. I've been waiting on you. Waiting on, waiting on. I've been Melody Informant in the Morning on Hot Country 103.5. We have talked uh, before in the past about the fact that my husband and I are known to be jammers. Go on. Well, 
If you didn't know what I meant, you do now. So you wouldn't oh, yeah. be as surprised as I would be for what happened on the weekend. What? Well, we ordered takeout from a newer, new, maybe entirely new place in Larry Utech uh, because it was exactly what he was feeling like. I'm not going to name the name of the place because we were not impressed. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, we only ordered two and a half things and it cost $70 and it wasn't worth $70. Ooh, if you want to know what it was called, text us. We'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but the half thing was a little order of mozzarella sticks. Okay, great. We got four little mozzarella sticks and they were, you know, they were as good as mozzarella sticks always are. Mozzarella yeah. sticks are hard to, you know, mess up, right? Yeah, you're just deep fried cheese. What can go wrong? Yes. Not that much. The moment before my husband put one in his mouth, he said, huh, I've never had a mozzarella stick before. What? A 35-year-old man that I am married to, I being a self-proclaimed jammer <laughs> and self-proclaimed binge eater, <laughs> has never had a mozzarella stick before. How is that possible? I don't know. Because we go, we we love eating out. I mean, before we had kids, we used to do it all the time and you always get appetizers. Yes. We've never ordered mozzarella sticks. That's even in college. Come on. I, exactly. Like, how have you gone three and a half decades of your life and not had a mozzarella Realistic. We, I mean, we learned a few months ago, my wife Ashley, it was her first time ever last year having a kiwi. That's right. Which does blow my mind, but in when you compare the two, it's a lot easier to not indulge in a kiwi. It's easier to just walk by a kiwi and not eat one. Yes, exactly. Especially if you think it's going to take work. Right? Yes. You don't want to get things that are going to take you work. Mozzarella sticks, you're not doing any work. You're just enjoying deep fried cheese. Yes. And I thought it was bad for Tom, but Zena messaged us. <gasps> Zena. Is it our, our Zena? Can, there can only be one Zena, right? Yes, only one. Because we we got that song out of her, but the, I think the first time we talked to her was 420 last year. Oh, yes. She's shared some interesting pictures with us. I make my own butter, oil. I make my, yeah, I make my own everything. That sounds so good. Sounds so smelly, but sounds so good. Oh, my peanut butter cups are, are oh, yeah, they're yummy. Yum. There's six of them now in this picture. Did you enjoy them all yesterday for 420? Four men. Oh, more than that. Oh, that's, really? That's, that, was, that was only the first thing in the morning. <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Don't ever underestimate her ever again. No, no. But she said, oh my God, Melody, my husband just informed me he has not had a mozzarella stick either and he'll be 54 in June. How do you live in that house and not eat that much fried cheese? <laughs> Well, thank goodness the McKay Bridge is open again. Yes, we just heard from Heather first in line to go over the McKay Bridge. It has reopened. We're Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. It has been one ridiculous morning for traffic. Like oh. Anna has said, she had been sitting on North Street trying to get to the McDonald, hadn't moved more than five car lengths in 40 minutes. That's uh, awful. Uh, 
That's uh, Ava says, uh, come out of the rotary to Shibukto. It's been a solid 10 minutes since we moved even an inch in the rotary. Oh, my gosh. It's been awful. It's been like that all morning long since about 530 in the morning. And we are not going to continue to take blame because Lindsay said, I listened to Foreman and now I'm stuck in that traffic. Jackie said, I'm wondering how many of us got rerouted back towards the McKay after the info that it was open. Yeah, I was in Bedford. Because Bedford traffic is crazy, so I decided to turn around and hit the bridge, and now I'm even in more oh, of a... You, so you actually listened to me, and I made your problem worse. <laughs> yeah. But it's not my fault. It's the person who texted us that information, and again, is not our fault. <laughs> ah, a little public shaming on the way. It's Kevin's fault. Of course, we have his phone number because he texted us bad information. Gordon. Kev. Kevin! That's going on, people I know. The trouble you have caused, Kevin. <laughs> well, I am noted to be that one in the family and the cousin nobody invites back to the barbecue, oh, so. Well, now we know why. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, don't report on the traffic, Kevin. <laughs> 6.55 this morning, you informed uh, us that the McKay Bridge was flowing. Yeah, I hit the crest of the magazine after I drove around the basin, and it actually looked like the cars were slowly creeping across the bridge. I do apologize. They're not. You didn't uh, confirm that it was closed again until 8 o'clock. We repeated oh. We repeated your text several times in that one hour. You're our eyes. <laughs> You're all we have. You have ruined so many people's days. Oh, no. No, the thing is, Foreman's ruined so many people's days, but he's blaming you. People are blaming that, me, that, and I would great. like everyone to know that they should be blaming Kevin instead. People always there shoot the go. messenger. Uh, that, now you know not to invite me back to the pool party, so. <laughs> now, I, honestly, I dropped my wife off at work at the Fairview Overpass. I had to fight you that traffic. I had it for Bedford. When I crested the magazine, it actually looked like traffic was creeping. It didn't look like it was stopped. But Oh, man. It's just gone from bad to worse. Uh, Grace just also texted us. She's been trying to get to the McDonald Bridge from Micmac Boulevard since 7.13 in the morning, and she's still on Victoria Road. And, and <laughs> I just sucks. suggest everyone do what she has suggested and... Text your boss you're going to be late. Yeah, but one uh, another question for you, Kevin. You were so late this morning that you dropped your wife off on the Fairview Overpass? <laughs> no, she works, she works in that black building right there by the Fairview Overpass. So just getting to that building was the first challenge. Okay, it was like a tuck and roll situation. Mind you now, she shall say, I probably do just drop her off at a slow pace with 15 <laughs> clicks or something. Open the door, let her roll. <laughs> Well, uh, everyone well, blame Kevin, and Kevin's phone number and address no. is. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know where his wife works. <laughs> Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials or email Melody Informant at hotcountry1035.ca.